Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. All right, we have uh, talked at length, probably since about 2015, about the uh, Volkswagen um, uh, pollution control scandal. And and basically what was happening here is uh, they came up with software, engineered software, that uh, when one of their vehicles was put on a uh, pollution uh, uh, detector and and being tested for uh, its emissions, it would go into a certain function that would allow uh, the car to pass. And then once the test was stopped, uh, then the uh, the vehicle would revert back to its its original uh, state, I guess, which was a lot more polluting than what the test uh, would suggest. To talk more about all of this and where we are in all of this mess, uh, Lorraine Sommerfeld is with us, auto writer with Post Media, Motherload column in the Hamilton Spec, and is with us now. Lorraine, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. How you doing? So I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm tired, but good. Uh-oh. What are you doing? Um, uh, you asked me what I'm driving. It's <laughs> not, I know, it's none of my business. I'm getting way too deep here. Let's go yeah. back one. What are you driving? <laughs> and clearly you're driving all night, whatever you're driving. No, I, I'm not driving anything. I just got home. Oh. I was back-to-back trips. I did the uh, Rolls-Royce Cullinan down in Santa Fe, their SUV. Oh, so man. That so was really tell us fun. about this, tell us about this trip. What? Oh, Santa Fe is amazing, people. If you want to go somewhere very cool, go to Santa Fe. It's a beautiful, beautiful city. But um, no, it's long-awaited Rolls-Royce Cullinan. It's their SUV because, of course, our A Rolls-Royce SUV. Yeah, I called it the most expensive mullet in the world. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Now, they wouldn't ship one of these up for you to drive around town for the week? or uh... No, instead they fly us to Santa Fe and take us to to the opera. It's right. Seriously, we went to the opera. (laughs) It's cheaper to take you all to Santa Fe than it is to give you a car to review. Well, they can't. Actually, up here now, we used to be able to get Rolls Royces as press cars once in a while, but now the insurance is such a nightmare, they've taken them out of the Canadian market. Um, wow. For the journos, yeah, it's a little bit nuts. Wow. Well, clearly, you guys didn't take care of them when you had them, did you? Don't, don't you look at me. I'm always <laughs> with my press cars. There you go. All right, so tell us about this trip. So they're, they're launching the new Rolls Royce right. SUV, so no, they sir. bring you down. Oh, yeah, and we're out, you know, in the desert and just on fire roads. I mean, it wasn't that right. strenuous, but the car is a spectacular piece of machinery. There's no two ways about it. It's just amazing. And, but I had to leave there and go up to North Carolina and do a Land Rover gig, which was the most strenuous thing I've ever done after that Gazelle rally. So, Wow, you should have gone to the people at Land Rover. Hey, you should see what those guys are doing down there with whatever. They're blowing your doors off. Well, no, because <laughs> they're both off-roading, but one is far right. more fun. Google Land Rover Trek. It's a program they're bringing back, and you'll see why I can I can only move my eyes today. I'm so tired. Wow. <laughs> so um, so I don't know which one of these to ask you about first. So <laughs> they took you to the opera with the Rolls-Royce thing? Yeah, they had a special uh, concert put on just for us before dinner. Santa Fe has a world-renowned opera house, and it's very cool. And so it's all in keeping with the brand. It's all, you know, te- tequila tasting. I don't like tequila, but for people that are interested, they have. You know, wow. We did that. I might have taken that over the opera, but, you know, that's yeah. just me. <laughs> well, you're so, a good guest. You do whatever you're hosting, but you do <laughs> That's your- <laughs> it. I'll just, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, uh, you know, uh, buck the trend here. Yeah. So what, um, why Santa Fe? Um, 
it's a beautiful, beautiful area. It's a higher altitude than Denver, which I didn't know, and I struggle with that a little bit. But um, that way we can climb up some hills a little bit. Oh, so it's a terrain thing. Yeah, and and I mean the fog. So they actually get this car dirty? Oh, yeah, yeah, we mucked them up a bit. It wow. It was uh, not paint scratching. I mean, no, you didn't brush hard. it. You didn't brush it against any trees or anything. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, no. They may make it so you really can't. But I yeah. mean, they start at 370,000. The ones we had were about four wow. fifty maybe. But most of them top out around 600 because it's wrappers that buy them. <laughs> wow. And because they're all handmade, right? Pretty yeah. much? Yeah, they are. They've got one robot in that factory in England. That's it. So, so is it is it worth four hundred or five hundred thousand dollars for this thing? If every time we drive Rolls Royces, um, it, it's a five out of five. Like you can't pick anything out of these. They're absolutely why because they won't invite you back, or that's just that's... well when they hear the mullet headline, which will be up probably tomorrow. That is brilliant. Get that that that's an award winning headline right there, Lorraine. That should get you something. A lot of clicks. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. No, they're spectacular machines. Like they just are. And if you've got lots of money, there's yeah. people. If you're in that market, I mean, it's the most extraordinary car in the world. There's so, people, you know. what are the staff like? Are they kind of snotty? I mean, there they are with a bunch of press people, and now we got to let you people drive our car. Well, actually, yeah. I, I did the Phantom uh, back in San Francisco, probably I don't know nine, ten years ago. Yeah. And the staff really were a little snooty, yeah. you know, like I felt a little bit, they've got, there's different PR people and they're wonderful. They were just, they were yeah. terrific. We had a really good time. So it was kind of fun. All right. So then you went from there to North Carolina and, yeah, and, and, State. and almost snapped your neck. Um, Pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> so this was yeah. really, this was real off-roading. And what did it, you say this was? Land Rover Trek? This is Land Rover. It's a program they have for their dealers right. and it, it's international, and if you have a Land Rover dealer, you can put together a team of three people, but you pay to send them. Like They pay all their own way, and they have to buy a truck as well. And, and it's to qualify for the new launch of the Defender in January in Palm Springs. Right. And what it is, it's a series of 12 events, and you have to find them with navigation. So these guys are in the forest, buried in the forest of this 8,000-acre estate. Right. And then you have to go through these things. We had to... Um, build a bridge and then take it apart like build it drive across it then take it apart and i put together a female team uh jaguar or land rover canada asked me um to do three women we're going to do something different wow we're, we're the only women team right and you wake up at five thirty in a tent and then one of you has to kayak one has to run one has to mountain bike now wait a sec. And that—that's how you get the code to unlock your truck from a post, and then you start. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now, do they pay you extra for this? I mean, no. is this—is this fun? Um, it is brilliant. It I is. Mean, so you're having a great time. Everybody's into it. Yeah, I mean, it's strenuous. We were. Yeah, we should have been in better shape than we were. But I took the kayak. So what does it say when you have to train before you go to do your job? Well, remember that Gazelle rally last year where we were in the Sahara for a week and a half, my sister and I? I mean, we were in way better shape then. But now, you know what? I think it's it's good. It's, um, I don't know, it's fun. I like this part of my job. That's an interesting looking vehicle, the Defender. Yeah, it's a little round. The new one is not quite as... um, testosterone as the old ones, but yeah. they're all Defender freaks because they're pretty cool vehicles. They've been around forever. Mm-hmm. And the launch of the new one, everyone is really waiting for it. And basically every team, the winner in each wave of this internationally will meet in January to compete. And the stuff they have you doing. There's a, a, a round cage with uh, 
you know, like poles sticking up. You have to drive your truck into it. We're with, we're with discoveries for this one. You have to do a 180, and you've got about a foot clearance. What? Around your car. So you have to turn your car, like a 90 yeah. turn. And um, they had a, a, a big trailer attached to one, and you had to go through a coned course in the forest and then reverse, which is impossible. Mm. <laughs> and we changed. The first thing we had to do was change a tire, get the tire off, get it back on. That took us 20 minutes, which is not bad. Yeah. You know, for working the jack. So you have to work together. Wow. Teamwork, and you're filthy. It's oh, like a, it's like a triathlete, but you get to drive a car. It's a, a triathlon thing. It's driving. It's yeah. off-roading. You have to know product knowledge. You have to use compasses. You have to know navigation. Like, everything. Everything. So, uh, and I'm looking at the Defender now. So what are these worth? I don't know what they're going to start at. We don't have pricing yet. Yeah. Um, Land Rovers aren't cheap. No. And, they're not yeah. cheap to fix, are they? Or service, are they? No, are they? no, no, they're not. Mind you, those cars never usually are. Uh, nothing is. I think what people don't know, though, is we, we see Range Rovers and Land Rovers and think, oh, okay, people going to soccer practice and Whole Foods. Um, those things are off-road beasts. So yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're, they're pretty cool taking them off-road, and that's yeah, fun. Wow, there you yeah. go. All right, so uh, why didn't I call you? Oh, yeah, Volkswagen. <laughs> <laughs> I just like chatting cars with you, man. <laughs> all right, so uh, we talked about this way back when. I think the scandal all started back in, in 2015, and they yeah. put some software in the car, so when it, it gets an emission test, it changes the settings. They uh, yeah, they cheated, as opposed to when you're just driving around on the road. So now uh, these three uh, executroids um, have been charged, but they are accused with deliberately informing markets too late yes. about the cost of the company that it, uh, the cost to the company that would result of the scandal. So yep. this is about share prices as opposed to the actual vehicle itself. Correct. And I find this really interesting because I mean, yeah, they should have been busted for what they did. There's no way that was just one engineer that did it. That, you know, they didn't all know, so they did know. So it was kind of nice to see the top guys getting charged as well. This, what's interesting about this, I think, is a lot of people would think, well, I don't, ha- I don't have one of those. I don't care. It doesn't affect me. But if, if you have a stock portfolio or something, now this is about manipulation. And if they were going ahead issuing um, new stocks and stuff, so this could infect. This could affect you whether you buy cars or not. Like, it doesn't matter. And it's about time they started pinning this stuff down. And, yes, these, you know, the repercussions go far, far beyond, you know, the fact that they cheated. I'm angry about the environmental stuff. A lot of people I know Mm -hmm. that have these cars, they don't care. They want to keep them the way they are, and they don't even care. Yeah. But now we're getting into money far beyond the thing. And they're all, they said they're going to defend the charges. They said they're not guilty. One guy came on board after it had even bust open but you know if, if they know and they do that the repercussions are deep and it's about time normal people started you know seeing that this is bigger than you know a bunch of dudes and expenses so basically and, this is they didn't reveal the information about this cheating and they knew about exactly. it and because they didn't want the stock prices to fall they sat on it way longer than that and they lied they lied about everything down the line wow. from what i can tell they've been charged with lying down the line let's yeah. put it that way and it's a lot like gm with their ignition switches they knew for almost a decade that they were deadly mm-hmm. and a lot of people died because of that so this this is about more than because there's already people been arrested for this. There's people already been charged yeah. Oh, yeah. and convicted of this. And, yeah, and now we're going into the boardroom. Yeah, exactly. And they busted these same guys, at least Wintercorn, um, back in April, I believe. 
um, previous to that, they'd just been, you know, going after engineers, like guys that were heads of units saying they're trying to contain it. And the thing is, there's no way a company that big, yeah. and especially a German company where you don't breathe without, you know, someone allowing you to, mm-hmm. you don't have rogue renegade people running through these companies. So they knew, they knew. And, you know, we'll see what the courts end up saying. They've paid billions in fines already, but um, you shouldn't be able to buy your way out of doing something like this. So in the end, is that is this the last layer of this investigation? How long is this going to go on? I have no idea. Um, we're at the top, I would say, filing yeah. charges and things. Um, but it, I, I think it tarnishes the entire industry when you've got companies... Uh, first getting away with it and then finally being charged with it, it should make all of us look at something with a little more cynicism, you know, more of a jaded look at who's getting away with what, and not just in the car industry, but every industry. It's like, how much money can you use to buy your way out of trouble? And we're seeing this more and more. And so it's good to have the curtain pulled back. And if they're found, you know, not guilty, fine, but it should go to court. Uh, I remember when this broke and you talked about other car companies and, and how others, you know, must be looking at, at their practices and such, but nothing has really seemed to have have had the legs that the VW case has. It was the biggest. Uh, BMW, yeah. like other ones, Mercedes, they had some issues and they found things, but nothing was as rampant as what VW did. And basically it's ballsy, like just, you know, across so yeah. many different vehicles. And the fact that got to North America, and it's only because our environmental stuff is more stringent mm-hmm. that they did the fines here, because there's countries where those cars are still legal. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, so, the repercussions were worldwide. VW owners, obviously, extremely loyal. We have seen that. Yep. Probably one of the most loyal of, of all the car mm-hmm. companies. Um, how has this affected the company? Um, they're, they're good. <laughs> they're, they're good. They have issued, you know, the fixes for people that had those cars. They also issued an extremely rich buyback. They'd rather have them off the road and not have to contend with this. And so a lot of people um, were more than made whole because you would get your car bought back, plus you'd get about $8,000 average on top of everything else. So a lot of people took advantage of that, which was good. I recommended that they do because it was a good buyout. So they were trying to cover it up with money. Mm-hmm. Familiar song, isn't it? Just yeah. cover everything up with money. But again, I mean, they make good product. It, it's ridiculous that they lied to do this because they are, you know, they've got great product. They're a huge it, company. Yeah, it's they seem to have weathered this storm, although their diesel division's done. Well, everyone's diesel division is done. Yeah. Um, you know, which was you know, huge in Europe. Oh, yeah. But I mean... The pollution part of this was everybody was lying about clean diesel, and yeah. now Mercedes stopped making diesel passenger cars. You know, two years ago, everyone you you don't go buy diesels anymore. Very few companies are for a while there. Every time we went on a trip, we're going. And are you going to make it in diesel? Was the first question out of every everyone's yeah. mouth. We're not doing that now. It's like, are you getting you know an electric version? Yeah. <laughs> All right, can't let you go without, uh, do you have any comments on uh, GM out in the United States? Uh, any idea how long this is going to last? It's obviously starting to affect uh, uh, parts uh, operations up here. Yeah, they're doing layoffs up here, which is unfortunate. I also think um, I agree with the union, what they're doing down there. They have to. I mean, this, the day after it happened, they cut everyone's benefits. Um, you know what? It, it's you can go back decades, and when people keep rolling over and not fighting for their rights, we all pay down the line, so do our kids. And I think what's going on right now, 
all of us have to start fighting for the things that matter to us for the future. And yeah, it gets ugly and it gets bumpy, but it's not just this. It's when do we stop rolling over and letting big industries determine, you know, how little we actually get for what we work. Uh, what about the health of GM? It's healthier than Chrysler. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they did a big turnaround after that. Uh, the ignition scandal, you know, just it tore them up and down. But they got better, and they've been a better product since then. They they had yeah. someone go in to kind of babysit them, and they left the person in place because it was such a good thing to have in there. So we were feeling, you know, optimistic about it. Like, the GM product is getting better. And I was so angry about the ignitions, I can't believe I'm saying that. So, you know, it, hmm. it, a lot of people are dedicated to North American vehicles. They really are. But you're getting... You've got some squirrely leadership down there, mm. <laughs> to say the least, in that White House. And the impact is going to be felt up here. We've got Oshawa workers out of work now. So I think um, we have to get our decision makers all heading on the same path, but they've got such a loose cannon um, that it's making it difficult for automakers everywhere because of the decisions this goofball making. Lorraine Semmerveld is with us, auto writer with Post Media, Motherload column in the spec, host of the Lemonade Car Show. Lorraine, as always, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Get some rest. I'm going to. Thanks, Scott. See you later. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.